Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. What's better than one serial killer? Two serial killers. And we're talking about both of them. We're not just talking about the Night Stalker. We're also talking about Mr. Jingles because this is the American Horror Story After Show We're talking about 1984, Episode 2, Mr. Jingles. Stay tuned. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the American Horror Story (laughs) After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. I am your host, Elena Jordan. Today, we are talking about... AHS 1984, Season 9, Episode 2, Mr. Jingles. <laughs> and joining me today, two of my favorite ladies, Kayla Renee. Absolutely. Hey, for all second week back. I know you second guys don't, don't judge me. I feel like I look bald. I cut my hair shorter this past weekend, what? so I just feel you like bald. Fantastic. The headphones are like covering it. Thanks, girl. <laughs> yes. Fantastic. Hi, guys. Back for another week. <laughs> and somebody else who's not bald on our panel. <laughs> not bald. Uh, I'm Alexa. Happy Hello. AKA Happy Cappy. Happy Cappy. I love your last name. Happy oh, Yellow. Thanks. Very Italian. <laughs> I think that's why I like it. It sounds so Italian. Happy Hello. And I love both of your opinions on American Horror Story. You oh ladies always goodness. have something awesome to say. And this was a pretty awesome episode. So. Kind of right off the bat, what were your overall feelings on this episode? You're looking directly at me. So my <laughs> first, at you. you All right, first. awesome. Happy, happy. I really, really liked this episode. A lot happened. It was almost like hard to keep up with yes. all the action. It was just one thing right after another. And I really, really, uh, it was like a roller coaster. I enjoyed it. Um, I loved the accuracy of the history of mm-hmm. Richard Ramirez. Yeah, yes. So that was a lot of fun. But yeah, I was just extremely excited to be on the edge of my seat. I felt like every every few minutes, it was just something that was popping off. And I'm like, oh my God, is this episode two? Or, I know. Or, are we in episode this six? This is episode like, two. And it was like... <laughs> everything was happening insane. so fast. But yeah, I love how Ryan executed everything this episode. It was mm-hmm. perfect. This was a fantastic episode. And we'll not only be breaking down the whole episode as well and giving our thoughts and our comments on it, but as you mentioned, kind of talking about some of the historical accuracies and some of the liberties that were taken. Some liberties, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and be sure to stick around for the whole episode as well because near the end, we'll also be doing our special segment Mm -hmm. where we'll be talking about how uh, some of the... 80s slasher horror movies may have influenced this episode and the mm-hmm. show overall, as well as giving our predictions, too. So, And of course, we have our live chat going on, so we'll yeah. definitely give our shout-outs to our up? viewers. Talk to us! Absolutely. Talk they're already, the they're already having a discussion between each other, you guys. We'll get to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, this was a very kind of linear episode, so we'll be kind of jumping around a little bit in the story as we talk about it, because so many different things happened, mm-hmm. but in the... Uh, 
typical 1980s, meanwhile back at the ranch type yeah. storytelling. <laughs> there were several things that happened simultaneously. So kind of the big thing I want to talk about, kind of broken up by characters, Margaret. Ooh, Margaret is interesting character. She's very interesting. From the beginning, we were getting kind of some odd vibes from Margaret, but this episode starts out first with poor Dr. Karen Hopple. I know. Who just, Karen, I thought she was going to have a little, at all. <laughs> a little more. And, and all of a sudden. Considering we were talking about how we were relating her to these this big character in right? Halloween. Yeah. And then it's like, nope, sorry Hopple. You just uh, <laughs> hoppled your way right out of here. It she just, reminded me of, uh, gosh, I forget her name. Right? Silence of the Lambs. Uh, oh, oh uh, Clarice. Uh, yeah. Is that Clarice? Jo- Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster, Jodie yeah. Foster. Jodie Foster. Like Jodie Foster. <laughs> I like it. That's a very good Jodie Foster. <laughs> but she reminded me <laughs> that oh, accent was just like My name perfect. is Jodie Foster. Um, <laughs> no, she reminded me a little bit of her character in that, and I was like, okay, so maybe she's gonna like investigate and do stuff. Nope, dead. Dead. Yeah, that was a total red herring plotline. They were like, this is not Halloween. Do not get excited. You did not <laughs> really guess this the way that you guys thought you that. did. Ryan gave her like that corny way out, though. It was like, oh, you get a tire in the middle of nowhere. Of course, it's Mr. Jingles that comes to <laughs> kill her outside of her car. Like, oh, No, it, it was kind of interesting, though, before her big brutal murder was the whole reason she's going to the camp is so that she can warn Lauren Margaret yeah. and mm-hmm. say... In a Halloween-esque type Michael Myers with his fixation on his sister type deal where she's mm-hmm. like, look, this serial killer has a fixation with you. He wants to murder you. You can't open up this camp. You need to call the parents and be like, sorry, our camp got real murdery. <laughs> Keep your kids at home. And Margaret's like, nah, nah, I will not let camp. fear dictate my She's life. She's like the way my yes. God works. Like, but this, so She spiritual. says this line, yeah, where she says, God helps those who help themselves. What do you guys think about this line? Because it seems like this is going to play potentially more into the story. Like, this is this is kind of an intense line. I don't know. I kind of got vibes of, like, she's like, I'm, like, I don't know, kind of, like, don't run away from, like, your problems type of thing. Like, handle it head on. In her, in her case, in Margaret's case, she's more like, I'm gonna kill him instead of him killing me. And that's what she's like, you better hope he, like, you know, I get to him before he gets to me type of thing. So I don't know what her vibe is. It was like, if I felt weird about Margaret first episode, I feel even more weird about her now. Yeah. So I'm just like, it's something up with her. Her hidden agenda. I'm still trying I to mean, figure out what it is. This is jumping ahead a little bit, but her her whole convo with Richard Ramirez and the whole yeah, God we'll thing. get to that too. Yeah, we'll definitely but, get to that. Uh, God helps those who help themselves. I mean, I just feel like she's very good. Obviously, she's very good at twisting the words of the Bible to fit sure. her own specific needs. So I just I think I, that's a really good point. I mm-hmm. feel like she's going to use it to justify violence, her own violence in the future. So. I, I I think definitely. And, I mean, we see, too, that there is, like, this truly monstrous character with Mr. Jingles who mm-hmm. we, after he murders poor Hopple before the opening credits, it's like, <laughs> bye, Hopple. I know. Um, yeah, and then cuts like, off her ear. He was like, yeah. you're following me here. That was and creepy. he's like, you're right, I am a monster. And then just, you know, adds the ear to the collection. Uh, but... After this whole... And I'm still wondering, like, when are they going to find this car? Because they're going to have to at some point... Like, I mean, they always have the scenario where they find whatever. I mean, the body is found later on, which we'll talk about that. But uh, 
going back to Margaret, just overall, after we come back from the intro, it's we see her splitting up the girls and the boys, sticking to her whole religious thing of, I told you what the rules are, boys, shower at night, <laughs> go clean your nasty bodies and Listen, get your mind Anybody clean. else getting Carrie vibes? Carrie's Very mom much. vibes. Oh, yes, you dirty absolutely. pillows. You dirty yeah. pillows. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, though. Like, maybe she's going to be like, you campers are all impure. You must all die because of They're your all boys. Boys. From the temptation. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get more into it in my predictions, but I definitely feel like there were some things this episode that were some big clues mm -hmm. potentially mm -hmm. um but i do love that line because, too where they're oh, like oh sorry go you ahead. got you got really excited <laughs> i, I know, was gonna like, say oh. pray the boners away so i feel like whatever you <laughs> were gonna say is better than what i was gonna say but going back to the first episode we saw her as a kid or not kid but a teenager Young and counselor. yeah and she was involved in that semi threesome but she didn't really like participate very well she was like kind of awkward about it so yes. like that may it just it may all be tying into I her think just definitely. being like purity 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 obviously but i think 100% getting carry vibes like yeah. carry oh, mom yeah, vibes, carry like, mom vibes. To, the mo yeah. to the max um, but then we even hear Montana, which I think this is going to potentially be a clue too, with the line that we saw in all of the previews, which is she's got to get later. This is going to yeah. be a really long summer. <laughs> <laughs> so I think only it's just, thing on Montana's so, mind. I know, like the only I, thing. I love Montana. Yeah, she's Billy great. Lord is yeah. just like her personality. Just, this, she's this so season perfect. Is amazing, yeah. Um, but yeah, then we have this whole thing with. Margaret, after she turns out the lights, she goes back to her cabin, and who's waiting for her but Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker himself. I kind of want to know what was Margaret's intention for turning off all the power at the... Because she says lights are off at that specific time. That was oh, just okay. part of the rules. Where okay, it's like, I was like, oh, Which that makes sense, because it's like, if you're trying to save money... Yeah, and it's like you switch <laughs> the main power. You're like, no phantom power, thank you. I told you guys. But my be in thing bed. was like, she told the guys to go shower, so I was like, wait, you couldn't wait. Shower till, quick, like, <laughs> yeah, no, like her. But they were also in, taking their out. good sweet yeah, time. Like, I need to get my beach towel yeah. and wear the little soap. I was enjoying that scene though, guys. It could have gone on for like maybe five more minutes. Oh, don't guys. worry. We will yeah. definitely circle back, back to that scene as well. Um, but in a more clothed scene, but a uh, emotionally naked scene, we see. Oh, there you go. Hey a wait, Ryan, but thank you. I'll everything I say is brilliant. You keep that at the ready, Ryan. Yeah, Sounds that was amazing, it. Right? That was, he was like, that's not true. That's the biggest <laughs> joke you've told on the show. Um, but we see this conversation, which she is just not even thrown at all, that there's just a random man just chilling in her cabin. I know. And she's, she's never like, thrown. No, and she's like talking him up, stroking his ego, like, you must be really smart. You must be great at school. You can figure out my cabins better than everybody else's, so I must be in charge. She was like, you wow. need a listener, Richard. <laughs> yeah. I can listen to you. You just I'm need somebody to... And it's like, like if yeah. you can out manipulate the <laughs> psychopathic serial killer? serial killer, it's like, oh, okay. You um, have a profession. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we <laughs> see this whole juxtaposition of her super holiness and his idea Satanic, of his yeah, sa yeah the, his Satanism and both of them being this intense religion that is pushing them 
to do whatever their various biddings are. Mm-hmm. Um, but she even says, point blank, there's two points to God and religion. Mm-hmm. The first being that it can explain what cannot be explained. And the second being that you can use God to explain why you did something, even something horrible. Again, everything that she is saying this episode is just like foreshadowing, foreshadowing, mm-hmm. and She's also like, a little me. reference to what I've done. Uh, no, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like a hundred percent. I mean, she has this line where she's like, "The ultimate freedom, all you need for freedom." is God plus trauma. Mm-hmm. So what do you think about this scene? Because we see his whole backstory about, like, my mom was working and it was poisoned and I got hit in the head by a swing and then seizures and blah, whatever. Uh, how do you think that her talking to him, do you think that this is a genuine thing, that she's actually justifying his actions at this point? Or do you think that she's just manipulating him to get rid of Mr. Jingles, which we see at the end. I of definitely the scene. think she's manipulating him because when the, going back to the whole thing about the God and trauma thing, it's like okay, clearly she's been through something traumatic, and now she's turning to God as like her like you know that path that she's supposed to be going on. So it's like both of those together already equal her. So it's like something else. She's definitely going to use Richard as like a like I don't know like a decoy type of thing almost I don't know a demon decoy yes like I don't like Margaret is unpredictable I don't even know where she can go at this point boss lady chopping her own wood (laughs) but she's definitely gonna manipulate him I mean yeah she's using uh, him but at the same time I think she believes what she's saying Mm -hmm. which is which is why it works so well on him Uh, but the real Richard Mm -hmm. Ramirez I think would have probably tried to kill her at this point for sure (laughs) yeah I mean these are the liberties that they've been taking yeah I mean definitely they're they're taking some liberties where they're like let's sit here and chit chat let's sit here and talk Um, about my looks so perfect yeah I mean yes what an amazing what an amazing actor that they got if you guys google and like read up on like Richard Ramirez I did it before we started the show and I was like just like disgusted I was like Oh my god! All of these like serial killers. Well, are we have just seen crazy. Richard Ramirez. We mentioned last episode too um, that we saw him in the uh, um, series Hotel. Yeah, mm-hmm. where it was the Devil's Night, where mm-hmm. we then have Doctor March, where he's bring or Mister James March is bringing in um, all of these different serial killers, and that's the first time that we saw him. But now they're really diving into this mm-hmm. whole Night Stalker. Which makes sense, because if they're going for this timeline, it's like, that's the biggest killer of that time. What's interesting is that this episode is called Mr. Jingles. Yeah. But it's all about about the the Night Night Stalker. Stalker. Look at that. The entire (laughs) studio audience just lost their minds at Alexa's point. No, we're in front of a live studio audience. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I think that that is really interesting that they're, they're showing this. I mean, and... Ultimately, the request is you need to get rid of Mr. Jingles. You need to get rid of this man. He cannot be allowed to terrorize the children. And you cannot murder anyone on the way. This camp has had too much murder to this point. No more murdering unless you are murdering a murderer. (laughs) In which case, I okay it. (laughs) I, owner of the camp, dictator of murderers, chopper of wood. Yeah. 
boss lady. Um, so yeah, I mean, before we, I kind of want to dive into a little bit of the the Night Stalker too, and about this mm-hmm. conversation. But before we leave Margaret behind too far, do we have any kind of last points about her before we really dive into the Night Stalker story? I kind of want to know. Yeah, this whole tie. I think we'll get into it, but it's like, I mean, he ended up in Margaret's cabin with Jonas's badge. Yeah. Like that's how he ended up there. So it's like, I don't know. Like what? And Jonas's spirit brought him to Margaret. Because, you know, he's like a spirit that's kind of just floating around camp right now. Yeah, so that's basically how we get this whole kind of bringing this to the head to have this conversation. And why we assume he has not just murdered her straight out is because he wants answers. (laughs) At this point, the hiker from episode one who we saw strung up on the door. who Dead, obviously, the first time. Murdered and then disappeared (laughs) as bodies are wont to do in 80s slasher movies. Mm -hmm. Um, But this one, we actually finally get an explanation for why the body has moved so quickly. This I actually do like because this kind of takes that 80s trope and adds a little bit of... I mean, I say realism to it, but it's more just explaining the scenario. (laughs) Yeah. Because then we see Jonas again when he sees Richard Ramirez, and he says, you're not supposed to be here. And then he gets murdered. Mm -hmm. Gutted. Yeah, he's gutted. He's disemboweled. (laughs) And then the second time he runs into him again and says the same thing, you're not supposed to be here. And then is killed, and he's like, I'm not supposed to die here. Wait, this isn't where I die. Mm Mm-hmm. And so it's just these really weird little things. And we see that he's killed again. And he's like, I don't understand how you're alive. This is freaking me out. I already murdered you. I'm murdering you again. And he takes his ID, even though the body vanishes. Luckily, Jonas's 1970s ID, once in the hands of a <laughs> tangible <stalker>. mortal, I <laughs> guess, is now a tangible thing. I did we're still a little shaky on the rules of the ghosts, but it's like, okay, <laughs> we have some tangible evidence. That ghost exists that Jonas, in this world. yeah. Jonas is a ghost. Yes, he's a ghost. So, and we also know that he is a ghost that was a camp counselor with Margaret, mm-hmm. and he remembers Margaret. He was killed by Mr. Jingles, who he did not see, but he heard, the much key. like you just heard my necklace hit the uh, <laughs> mic. You're welcome, everybody listening at home. Uh, he heard the keys. Mm-hmm. This, I think, is something interesting, too, because Margaret's trying to piece things together, and he's like, I saw you, I left you, I'm so sorry. I ran. I she wanted- was the last oh. image that, like, he seen. Like, yeah. that was the last thing that he seen before he died. It's so this to see creepy, her again like, is weird. child of the corn Margaret I'm still kind of stuck on this. Why is, like, why is his last line, like, you're not supposed to be here? Why does that keep reoccurring? I'm still kind of stuck on that. Like, yeah, why does that keep popping Yeah, you're not supposed to be that? here. Yeah. Also, I huh. wanted so badly to see Margaret's reaction to him apologizing to her. I ran away. I was a coward. Like, and she just, like, sort of just stares she's at like, him. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. She's like, truth. I Facts. wanted to see her reaction to that, because then I could get a better idea of who she is and what her real character is. She's but a creeper. She's obviously <laughs> but I think that that's a testament to how good the acting is and it's like not gonna tell you till it's time Uh, but one thing (laughs) that is not mysterious and enigmatic is how to find all the amazing shows here on AfterBuzz TV. Yes! 
They're organized so perfectly for you guys. <laughs> and they, absolutely. And before we move on to our next topic, you guys, we just wanted to say thank you for making us the ESPN of TV talk. For us to continue to grow, we could use your help, you guys. If you're on YouTube right now, hit that thumbs up button and subscribe. And if you're on iTunes, please give us that five-star rating. But no matter where you are, leave us a comment so you can get involved in our conversation. Being a part of AfterBuzz TV has meant so much to all of us, you guys. And we truly appreciate you supporting us and doing what we love. So don't forget to tell your friends and family and keep enjoying our shows. Woo yeah. woo! Absolutely. Woo, woo, woo. Ow, ow. I'm like, should and we shout a couple definitely. people out? Yes. yes. I'm like, you guys, our chat out. is like flying right now. Shout out to Nicholas Kelly. I see him in here. Um, Charmed Original. Gracie and Ryan is, brat, is back. Let me see. Let me see if I see. Billie Jean Girl 24. I see her. Let me see. There's some other people doing Billie Jean here. is our lover. The TV Blurred. Thank you guys for watching. I see some new people in here. Race, races, Fran, Fan Rocks for <laughs> you guys have like so unique names. But yes, you guys, thank you guys so much for tuning in and listening to us. Yeah, let's dive into this. Yeah, so kind of talking about the reason the Night Stalker is there anyway is because he's following for Brooke, Brooke. Yeah. which you know he's like okay, you, I, it's kind of the same fixation that Mister Jingles has. Uh, with Margaret, mm-hmm. the Night Stalker, Richard, which, by the way, last, I do have to say, just on air, I apologize. I definitely <laughs> had been talking about Alita all day and motion capture, and I said Robert Rodriguez instead of Richard Ramirez none of us, on our first None of episode. us corrected you, so we're all at, like, it's, three oh, no, or the four fan, times fans. I said it, though, so I apologize, and the director <laughs> of Alita is not a murderer, as far as I know. <laughs> all he's killing is the box office, so make sure to remind us though I've seen I went back in our comments you guys you yeah, make sure to remind oh, us don't worry you guys are sure to be like <laughs> you're an idiot you are you feel so bad um, <laughs> but you know yeah much like all of the murder weapons here quite sharp our audience um, but we have Brooke who seems to be the only one paying attention to the news when they're doing this report that the gas station, the Red Meadows gas station they were just at, mm-hmm. is the scene of a violent murder, which is also like, and they're saying maybe it's tied into the L.A. murders. Guys, Brooke is trying to tell you that the reason you came out here to avoid the murderer, the the murderer's nearby, so maybe <laughs> maybe listen to Brooke and maybe. stop talking about the Where's the Beef commercial. It is delightful, but you're gonna be the beef if you don't listen to Brooke. I mean, yes, I agree. Uh, and then also, uh, you know, in doing uh, some research about serial killers and Richard Ramirez, it took them a long ass time to finally put two oh, and two wow. together with him. I know it was the eighties; oh, they did not like, have what? the technology for it but still it is kind of on brand for them to be like huh is that the same guy that did this <laughs> I mean Maybe. that was like the deal for serial killers up until there was really like a linked computer system yeah. was if there were any murders that were done in various counties with different police departments mm-hmm. if they were done within a certain amount of time and away from each other then they weren't investigated together. And so that's how a lot of serial killers got away with got it. Away with the it. crazy, yeah, it's like um, Richard's situation was like all of like the greater yeah. Los Angeles County. And then like, he went all to San Valley. Francisco yeah, for a it bit. Was like, and that went from 84 to 85. Yep. Like you got a year and nobody like caught on to any of this. Like there's a lot of this show will like point out too, though. I mean, Hotel, I know we've mentioned that one before. The first time that we, we mentioned Richard Ramirez on this show. Mm-hmm. 
also had a lot of references to real life things like the multitude of bodies that have been found sewn into mattresses and hotels like yeah, 20 creepy. plus like in LA alone I'm like cool 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 great awesome cool <laughs> I'm like what hotels are these now so I don't sleep on I a know. mattress and now like... I'm like okay so DNA evidence exists there's computers like everything <laughs> Eighties were a scary time. They were guys. a scary time. Like this is intense, and I mean, even for I mean, even these flashbacks too that we see all linked together, and we see kind of these various backstories that somewhat humanize all of these characters. So freaking terrifying. I mean, yeah. we see the tragedy and the trauma between um, having uh, Margaret's backstory with Jonas mm-hmm. and the the Mister Jingles murders the first time. To Richard Ramirez's tragic backstory and his whole seizures, medical issues, everything, to then having Montana talking about her fat camp, yep, <laughs> and then all of the all the, trauma. the traumas there. But I love that in this scene we see Montana is kind of the difference who breaks out of this because we even see then later going into, of course, Brooke's horrible backstory. Right. Um, but Montana is the one who says sometimes a shadow is just a shadow. She's the one who is trying to be kind of a realist at mm-hmm. this point. Why do you think that they're bringing this up at this point? I mean, do you think it is to ultimately have part of the storyline be to break Montana's belief that sometimes a shadow is just a shadow and give her this intrinsic fear that everybody else, especially Brooke, seems to have? Or do you think that it's to show that this is going to be an actual legitimate point? Sometimes a shadow is just a shadow. No, I think I no. think Montana is uh, basically the show telling everyone or saying uh, the commentary that everyone has their own trauma. Mm-hmm. And the way to break out from that, the way to to recover from that is to accept it and, you know, move on from it. Mm-hmm. Just it's a shadow. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's not it doesn't have to follow me for the rest of my life. If it's you part imagine of me. the worst, that's all you'll see. Exactly. And so, I mean, they talked about how Richard Ramirez, you know, he said what? you know his all he's known is hate what was the the line in particular but basically that all he's known is oh, hate pain all he's known, all is, pain. known is pain and my so whole therefore, life has been pain and pain is the language that the earth therefore speaks to me the and world must yeah. know yeah. pain to the world <laughs> right so you that can choose super serial killery yeah. it sounds to me like what would be with like the little star emoticons like on your myspace page it's like nobody gets me Here's a close-up picture of just my eye. Uh, come up here too. Angled up. Angled it's all up. dark. No, but like you can <laughs> let bangs. you can let your trauma, you know, envelop you and and basically, you know, swallow you as a whole, or do you you can you can move past it, and that's what Montana has done. That's why I like her so much as a character. <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of hard because she was kind of giving yeah like therapy vibes, you know, like kind of talking her down. Like yeah, this is kind of what. You know, it's like, it's okay to think that, like, you know, things are there, but it's like, you know, at the end of the day, a shadow is just a shadow or whatever, like, it's not really there. But it was like going, after she said that was when we transitioned right into Brooke's backstory. But it's like, I don't know, it's kind of hard when you've been through so many traumatic events that are kind of like happening one after another. How do you just kind of like listen to somebody and accept that advice though like oh shadow could be a shadow girl it's interesting that you bring that up too because we basically do get two therapy sessions in this we get both Montana and Margaret kind of leading a therapy session 
when the chief of psychology at the just, asylum is murdered killed, at yeah. the beginning of the episode. So I think this does definitely have some direct ties to uh, to therapy and some allegories yeah. for kind of the different ways to approaching your demons and either using them and having it as a manipulation tactic, as mm-hmm. a tool that can have you be kind of malleable into somebody else's design or to have you kind of rise above your trauma mm-hmm. and take control of it. Right. Yeah. Um, but we do, I mean, I do have to say, Montana, yes, fat camp is rough. However, <laughs> not really the same as your yeah. potential husband tr- so, going crazy and killing. Yeah, we find out. <laughs> like that was we, we see last episode, the ring, the wedding yeah, ring. And we're like, we're like the there's going to be lives. some reference to this. Yep. I thought this was going to be way, way, way down the road. We'll figure out nope. the ring and we'll go oh yeah that ring nope this episode they're like okay well let me tell you about how rough last summer was like you're yeah. telling me to just get over it last, last summer <laughs> the only man I have yes, ever, ever kissed just, or loved mm-hmm. this sweet little boy named Joseph Cavanaugh was actually a psychotic man jealous. who jealousy who in his white man jealous rage Decided to shoot his uh, buddy Sam in the face. His best his, man. His best, best man. I thought it was his brother, but I think okay. it was it's his best man. All it right. was either his best friend or his brother who stayed the night over uh, to calm the nerves of a like, shaken yeah. Brooke, and then murders her father. I know in front of her too. That was crazy. And then is going to Takes kill her, yeah. and then Just dies. Yeah, and like, you don't deserve to wear white. Like, how and then, creepy. Yeah. I'm going to put my blood So now I'm going to be in a red it. dress? No, I don't it's want that like, either. I, the whole <laughs> thing is really, really traumatic. Very upsetting. Very, like, Kill Bill, but Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Kill Billy. Yeah. Uh, but Kill weird. Billy? Kill Billy. <laughs> Kill Billy. It's like, it's like Kill Bill, but it's like a younger version. <laughs> it's like Muppets Bill, Baby. It's like Muppet Babies, but it's Kill, Kill Bill, the animated series. <laughs> Kill oh, Billy. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Kill Billish vibes. Uh, <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, this is, this is a pretty intense backstory, and... Honestly, Brooke should be a lot more messed up in the head, I think, than she is. She probably is, but we're just only seeing like bits and pieces. I think we're just seeing her reacting to the crazy killers that are after her. Which is like, girl, don't try to tell me about like shadows when this time last year, like three people were murdered in front of me. Like, yeah, she's like, fat camp's rough. I bet. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So I, all the people I loved were brutally murdered in front of me on my wedding day. Don't get close to me, otherwise you're gonna get hurt. Me too. Back off, Chet. Everybody Chet. gets close to me gets hurt. If you want to make a bet, Chet, I bet that you'll get <laughs> you'll hurt, get Chet. <laughs> you're gonna get it, Chet. That's what you'll get, Chet. Chet. Okay, I'll stop Good. that. I apologize. Chet Anybody who's not clicked off, thank you. Um, but we do see, and we'll talk again in our special segment a little bit more about these specific references, but we get a very specific reference here where we have the feet dangling off of the dock, and then poor Dr. Hobble's body pops right up. Decided <laughs> was to that pop who that with was? I didn't know. Yeah. Was, I didn't see the hair or anything, the, so I just seen the, like, the, the face. The hair was, was like, like all that I saw. Yeah, it was like <laughs> that, that 80s like cut swoop hair, Aww, the short Karen. haircut. Yeah. 
Poor, uh, poor Hopple's body just uh, floats on up, and that's when Brooke runs into the, the Night, Night Stalker, Stalker, who tells her the way, because we all had the same question, how, how did, did you, you find there? her? Right? <laughs> yeah, like, how did you find this girl? Satan, I told you Satan would show me the path, all I had to do was open the door and invite him in, and it's like, no, but, like, did you get, like, a <laughs> mailing address, or, you like, was there a, re- <laughs> yeah, like, did... Did one of my friends tell you? Like, you follow how, us here? How, what, what was your course of action? Because we've already established Google isn't a thing yet. So he's like, how do you think I got the name Night Stalker? I'm really good at this. <laughs> <laughs> he's like roaming the streets. So, I mean. Yeah. yeah. It's, he's stalking. And why is he all of a sudden <laughs> obsessed night. with Brooke, of all people? Like, because I guess she's she got, got away with the frying pan. Yeah, I mean, it's the same thing we've even seen. Yeah. Like, I mean, an actual, like, Ted Bundy. Like, yeah, the one true. person who got away. Like, he was, like, weirdly fixated on and tried to, like, find again. And yeah. creepy, creepy. Um, Speaking of creeps, what about Xavier's dad, Daddy? Daddy. Yeah, so we we see that she, well, kind of going off of Brooke here, she reunites with Montana, and then we have, like, this whole thing. The kind of meanwhile back at the ranch, when they end up meeting back up with everybody, is after the lights have gone off, mm-hmm. and <laughs> Xavier gets tackled, and we're like, Oh no, which one of the two murderers is it gonna be? It's gonna be one of the two murderers. I was like, not Xavier. Nope. It's Blake. <laughs> Big Daddy. Big Daddy Blake. And we're like, who the Who's Daddy Blake? I literally Blake? thought like, it was his dad for like two seconds until Blake? it started going. I was like, well, okay. I, as soon as he was like, My boys don't call me that, I was like, Oh, so Xavier's got a pimp? Yeah, that's what yeah, I thought. That's too. Like, yeah, that's hundred percent what it was. And Xavier's like, I wanted to be an actor. And, and then I did like, porn instead. I did one porn and he's like, You gave me that sweet deep once. You're gonna give me that sweet deep for all the days. <laughs> he told him like um, gay, Daddy Blake. What do you say? Like gay pays or gay something for pay. like that. Yeah, okay. gay for pay. You don't have to be gay, you're gay for pay. I'm Daddy Blake. That's what I say. And you I turned everything into a rap because, like, a really bad '80s rap. Everything rhymes. It's hilarious. You know what was weird and kind of funny? Okay, so like when they were in the car, um, Daddy was like, "You're a Rembrandt, right?" So I like googled yeah. it and I was like, "What's the definition of that?" It's but it was a Dutch artist. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, "What's a Rembrandt? The... It's an expensive painting." Mm-hmm. Okay. So like, like you're, you're an expensive. Like okay. you're like you're a work of art. I'm uh-huh. not going to get rid of my expensive work of art. Like For, I can yeah. get a bunch of money off of this video, and if I keep shelling out your wiener for cash for me. We're this is my art. Industry. Yeah. <laughs> my okay. Rembrandt, my Picasso, my Van Gogh. Okay. That's sure funny. And he's Van like, Gogh. I have someone else for you. Yeah. Good old Which, Chet. What the hell, man? You're just gonna like <laughs> pimp out your buddy then? It's like you're gonna trade him up. And, and I then, was like, who which which wiener is it? Was it Chet or Race? Because they didn't really focus in. And I was like, Trevor's there too. Yeah. Whose wiener are who who should we be congratulating here? Probably. I think g- he was going for Chet. Yeah, or the other guy, or right? Matthew, what's his name's character? Or the guy, the Trevor? Pre- Trevor. Trevor, yeah. I mean, but how does he know? He just met Trevor. He already knows Trevor's wiener. <laughs> well, Trevor keeps on talking you know about his wiener all the That's time. That's true. Trevor you know what's funny? Matt, wait, when, when Blake was looking through the hole, was that Trevor's body we were looking at, or was that Chet's? We're seeing a mix of a, a mix whole of bunch. all of them. Okay, yeah, because I was like with the shower scenes, but this was also very eighties. Always was abs. Like every eighties movie has some shower scene, but I like that this was looking at the boys instead of the girls because yeah. like every eighties movie is like somebody's looking through the people, the yeah, people the 
the girls. girls in the gyms, like the I locker can room. With that, yeah. yeah. So I like that this nice. kind of inverted it, and it was like, well, let's look at some dongs then. Yeah. And it's like, oh really? Oh really? You want to see a big pole? Guess what? You're gonna see it real up close when it goes through right your eyeball. Look at that. Ryan's ready. Ryan's when being a peeping Tom a... goes wrong. Yeah, man. Being a peeping Blake means you're going to get an impaled, one impaled daddy. One daddy on the skewer. Skewer daddy. Not Shishka, skewer daddy. Shishka dad. Shishka dad. dad. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> Elena's hilarious. Yep, that's the noise. Wait, where did that sound that was just Ryan's Ryan. personal. I was like, was that Blake? Hold no. on. Uh, Blake. Um, but yeah, so we see that uh, then Blake is impaled. And I love that in true American Horror Story fashion, they did just bring somebody in just to murder them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, but this oh, is what Roanoke tried to do and didn't do as well. This is how you do it. Like, yeah. they, they did this the correct way. They brought in somebody that we don't like. We kind of got rid of one problem mm-hmm. where it was like, oh, thanks, serial killer. This guy was kind of a douche. <laughs> like, this was going to be an issue And then for it, we us, get to but... see Xavier be a little bit of a manipulative asshole, too. Yeah, and, and like, pretend that like, I don't, guy? Know, I don't know who guy that guy is. Also, where was he when, he when Blake got impaled? He ran, remember? He, he like, okay, ran up okay. into the trees. Then I must have been off. writing notes at that and point. And then he came back, and that's when Trevor was like... He must have been hiding behind the trees. He's like, holy... I think he was, I think this guy was checking me out. And then he's the one who also discovers it's not the Night Stalker who did this. This right. was somebody else right. who did this. Um, because this is when they're reunited with the girls and the whole gang yeah. comes back together, Scooby-Doo style. Right. They're all reunited to be like, these are the clues we found. We found this decapitated body. Let's head to the van. Body. <laughs> we found a different body floating in the river. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, let's, let's get, get to the van. To the mystery machine. <laughs> and they can't get it to turn on and finally Chet admits that he did do steroids because he doesn't want to die with a guilty conscience. <laughs> right. The comic relief that's scattered through in here is just perfectly yeah. covered in. Um, but then Rita, who was in the infirmary and heard the keys jingle, has apparently just run into the road to tell every to warn everyone because that's the safest way to do it is to just wave your arms in the middle of the street. Get These idiots who have already hit someone, like you know that <laughs> they've got a bad trek record. Right. They can't drive. They run right into the friggin' car, so now nobody has a car, mm-hmm. except for friggin' Trevor's crotch rocket that's back at the camp, mm-hmm. and Rita's rabbit, her tiny <laughs> car, that they now have to split up. This is always every a horrible decision. Every time. horrible decision, every time. Uh, where Brooke, Rita, Chet, and Ray are gonna go to the infirmary to go get the keys, whereas Xavier, Trevor, and Montana are going to go elsewhere. Everybody's got their own missions. But ultimately, we start hearing killers banging on both doors. And we're like, how? How is this even possible? Oh, wait, we've already established there's There's two two killers. There's two killers. So. (laughs) Ladies, do you feel the same way I do about um, Mr. Jingles? And I I wish... I don't that? know what that is. Um, hey, no, I just wish that they didn't, <laughs> didn't show die. his face. Like, almost a la Scream, yeah. a la Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I know what you did last summer. Yes, oh, I masks. wish that they had had him in a mask because seeing his face humanizes him, and I don't want to know too much about him. I just want to be scared of him. It's like, sir, you look like Benjamin, not Mr. Jingles. I'll give <laughs> you that. I'll give you that, I just actually. feel like they showed their cards a little too early with that. That particular card. Yeah. 
You're right. I'll give you that. I'll You're give right. you that. I kind of do. I, I kind of do wish she had like a little mask on or something. Do you guys have any last thoughts on this episode before we dive into our special segment and kind of talk about some specific films that were referenced? I'm honestly kind of just wanting to know more about Jonas and Margaret. Like, how did he die? Why is he this ghost that keeps popping up? Why is his line like, you're not supposed to be here? There's something else going on. I'm trying Was to figure I it out. Was I seeing him three times a reference to the Jonas Brothers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm with her. I want to know more about Jonas. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm confused. There's ghosts now. I'm just like, what is happening? For I sure. want to know for sure more about Jonas for and sure. how he's there. I, I'm really into this episode. I'm with you guys. I definitely mm-hmm. want to know more about Jonas. Because that was kind of a step away from what we've seen of the traditional 80s -hmm. tropes, which we'll kind of talk about right now in our special segment. Ooh, yeah. Um, So we had some various 80s references. (laughs) We also had some very specific horror references. We talked a little bit of I Know What You Did Last Summer, Mm -hmm. where we even have the title screen, Last Summer, Mm -hmm. pops up Mm -hmm. for for Brooke's Mm -hmm. backstory. Do you guys think that Brooke actually did cheat with Sam? I don't know. She just looks so terrified she that it's so like you innocent. never know. Yeah, I'm like she looks so innocent, but you know the the but most with, innocent I know what ones she did last the... summer makes me think that she did. Mm. She probably did. Well, the guy, like the look on Sam's face when he was like looking like, like I just slept what? on the couch, bro. I just slept on the couch. Like you know what I mean? He just kind of looked like eh, something could have been there, but she was just like looking at him like. No, I didn't do anything. You know, like, I don't know. Maybe their faces did have a little bit of guilt on it, but... I wasn't thinking that way, but now I I wasn't either. Now now I kind of am. And I like that because it makes Brooke a little less. I'm a lost lamb in the woods. She's a little spicy. Now it's a little spicy. She's the stereotypical, like, innocent, virginal character, which we're assuming at this point that, you know, they're assuming that she is portrayed as the virgin because she, the only boy she'd ever kissed killed himself last mm-hmm. year before they got to consummate their marriage. So yeah, right. there's still, unless that trope has been circumvented and she did cheat with Sam, which I'm thinking could potentially... Right, but also she's kind of a badass. She's uh, escaped death how many times now? Yeah. <laughs> how many as times? As many times as Jonas has not. She's exactly. for sure giving Carrie vibes. No, like for sure. Yeah. Now that I and see it, like this episode. And we definitely see yeah. this episode, if you guys are taking your shots at home... Uh, our Friday the 13th reference is full swing in this episode, literally, where we have her swinging her legs on the dock Mm -hmm. and then having the body pop up. This Mm -hmm. is a direct, almost shot for shot take from it. So that was really cool. And then turning and seeing the murderer on the dock. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was a really cool one. There were a few different references in this one, but I was surprised that a lot of them were kind of circumvented. Did you guys pick up on any other horror tropes? I mean, the big one that I wrote down was Carrie. I just kept on getting Carrie. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know. I'm so it was like Carrie Friday the Thirteenth, and I kind of got bits and pieces of like Texas Chainsaw, but I'm like, I'm not too sure of like the whole. Oh, definitely Texas like, Chainsaw. You know, like the band. band, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm like the whole band aspect. But now, also like, kind of talking about the the mom and Carrie, the mom in Friday the Thirteenth, Jason, who the mother ends up being the murderer. Mm-hmm. That was kind of the same thing. Was where she was like the this was her the comeuppance for the counselors. Yeah. That weren't doing their part. They were too busy whoring and <laughs> drinking and debaucheries <laughs> and the sins. Uh, so I feel like that is probably going to tie in a little bit too. So before we dive into our predictions here, I know we did have a little bit of news 
as well, which was that... Boom! Uh, Last week did real, real well. Real, real well in the ratings. In fact, other than NFL football and all of the uh, Monday Night Sports Center, everything, American Horror Story debuted. It was the top scripted uh, episode of anything last week. Debuted at uh, number six just after all of the sports premieres. Um, so it was the week's highest rated scripted cable show with a one point rating in the 18 to 49 demo, 3.35 million wow. viewers. People love wow. the 80s. No. Like, wow. People <laughs> and love death. the 80s. They love death. They love American Horror Story. They do. And so do we. We do. And Absolutely. we love where it's going and where we think it might go. So let's talk a little bit about our predictions. And now, your AfterBuzz TV predictions. So, I think definitely Margaret killed all those kids. <laughs> like, why was I about to say the same exact damn thing? Like, Margaret killed all those kids. Margaret, I think, teamed up with Mr. Jingles. Uh, I think that it was a a co team up thing that went awry. Mr. Jingles took the blame for it. And was ultimately locked up, and that's why, why he's coming back. Yeah, like to I was kill literally going to say the same thing. Like Margaret yeah, has to I be think like one hundred percent, and I think it's the same thing where it was she got freaked out and embarrassed and worried about her own sexuality during the whole three way thing. Mm-hmm. Freaked out, started murdering. Then people saw that she was murdering, and so she was like, "Gotta kill the witnesses," <laughs> and just killed everybody. Full murder spree. Jonas almost got away. His unfinished business is that he was ultimately killed by Mister Jingles, and that is the one that was caught and what ultimately got him locked up. I was literally gonna say the same exact damn thing because I'm just like, it has to be like she was the one who's doing all the murders or whatever, and then Mister Jingles ended up being blamed for it or took the blame for it but now that's probably his revenge to get back at her for that but what kind of creeped me out okay so in the first episode going back to like the threesome right the girl in episode one looked totally different from the flashback that Jonas had of Margaret because it was like Margaret had like two pigtails and I don't remember the girls in the bed having like two ponytails with like little bows on them it was like she was kind of standing there through like the window when he was on the other side and it was like she kind of had like pigtails and I was like I don't think that's like her but it was like but I think that that it's intentionally done where it's you can't you can't discern if it's the same person okay but yeah either way I'm just like him being like the last person to see her was like I don't know staring all children of the corn through the window yeah definitely was just like creepy and then to see him is like, so you are alive. Like, and you know what I mean? It's kind of like, damn, I didn't, I didn't kill everybody. Yeah. Like, how did you get here? And now she's all like curious and said, I don't know. Margaret. Mm. I agree. But with one exception, I don't think Mr. Jingles is coming back to kill Margaret. I think they're in cahoots. I think that that's what it is too, because when they talk about the getting laid line, <clears throat> I think that they're boning. I think mm-hmm. that that's like a big thing. I think that they were <laughs> actually like together. No, she literally, the way she was talking, to uh, the way she was talking Richard to Richard Ramirez, Ramirez uh, she was like, I understand you. And the way she was talking, it was almost kind of sexual the way she was talking to him. So, like, I feel you like she's me. had that sort of yeah, she's like, hey, relationship me, before with Jingle, 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 Jingle Man. <laughs> with 
Who now? Oh my god, that's you what you hear doing. my jingle and I am upset by everything now. But like for real, that's what's going on. Yeah, Mr. I think- Jingles is the sad janitor who had the key to every facility at the camp and he just got turned into like the serial killer of camp. Until Margaret was after that <laughs> North Pole, am I right? Am I right? But um, Hey. Blake's not the only one getting impaled, is what we're saying. Right. We we are making some serious predictions about some serious firewood. Uh, every, what do you got uh, Alexa's prediction? Go. Did we get yours? That was it. That was oh, okay. it. That they're banging. <laughs> that they're banging. That they're actually in secret, secret lovers. One. Yes. Yeah. And they're they lighting up that firewood. Yep. Secret love. I'm just wondering how many different allegories and references and double entendre we can make before we run out of time. <laughs> oh, Elena. <laughs> Wait, let's see what our, our viewers predicted so, before we get out of here. All right. Let's see. Okay, so let me scroll up a little Pull bit. Pull up some predictions, and I'll just keep talking about things that I think are happening <laughs> on the show. I let's think that see. at some point that the video is going to get out, and everyone's going to see Xavier's wiener. <laughs> I hope <laughs> Except not. Except for us. Wait, hold on, Elena. So Nicholas Kelly actually shouted you out. He said, at Elena Jordan, so did anyone besides me get some strong Sally McKenna vibes off our girl Montana Duke? Could this be very well foreshadowing her future? Oh, hypodermic Sally. This is early hypodermic Sally. I don't know, though, because it was supposed to be kind of the same time. Like, it was going into the 90s, so this could be. But I feel like... I... mm, it, it could potentially Montana could potentially be hypodermic Sally. I could I could see that happening, but I feel like they're two different characters. Okay, personally, Billie I don't Jean, know. They're both badasses, though. Billie Jean Girl twenty four says she predicts that we're gonna find out that Margaret killed the campers and framed Mister Jingles. Now he wants revenge on her. Yeah, we kind of we kind of thought that. Um, Charmed and original. Because we think that though, I now I'm thinking it's going to be a psych out. And it's it's going to be. It's going to be what yeah, I said. It's never going to be predictable. And something's up with Rita. Something's <laughs> up with Rita a hundred percent. Because why is she still here? She should have GTFO'd because she's way too smart for this place. Uh, but speaking of GTFOing, and it's time for us to do that. It's time for us. To Unfortunately, GTFO. we must say our farewells until next week. <laughs> we will be back for the third episode of American Horror Story 1984. Until then, where can everybody find you guys? You can find me on Instagram <laughs> at Alexa Cappy, C A P P Y. Rhymes with happy. <laughs> you guys can find me on Instagram at the only underscore Kayla Renee and on Twitter at Catching K and Catching is with a K. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you guys can find me on Twitter at Elena Jordan and on Instagram at Elena J. Jordan. And you can catch me interviewing all of your favorite celebrities on MEA Worldwide. That's MEAWW.com. You'll find all of us here yeah. back next week as well. Leave us a comment in the chat. We'll see you guys then. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 